0: Sagram here. Welcome to another episode of the Flip My Film Podcast. Uh, As always, one of the best privileges that I have is to have somebody take over one of the episodes. It actually is less work for me, quite frankly. So it's it's a really cool thing. But as we started this peak community, we're finding incredible podcasters who are running their own amazing experiential podcasts. So Samir, who is one of the, the members of the peak community, has his own podcast that he started. It's called the Experience Business Podcast. So I invited him to join me so I can introduce you uh, to him and also for him to actually share what this podcast is about and what kind of people he's going to interview for you. So, Samir, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Sangram. Thank you so much. You know, I'm highly obliged. And to be very frank, it's my pleasure and wonderful to be part of this peak community.
0: That's awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about your podcast that you have been running and what type of people are you interviewing on that for our community? Hey, you know, this
1: is very interesting because I personally believe that every company should be the experience company because uh, people don't buy product. They don't buy services. They only buy the experiences. So the, my podcast is about the experience business podcast, meaning every business should focus on creating the experience. And in this podcast, I normally interview people and sometimes also solo, where I talk about what are the strategies, what are the viewpoint of other leaders like CXOs, CMOs, CTOs to make their
0: business uh, an experienced business. That is fantastic, man. So let's go and like deep dive into it because Samir, you have above, I think about 10 episodes that you have graciously, agreed to have it shared on the Flip My final Takeover Tuesday and Thursday episodes. So Samir, again, thank you for doing that. Information about you and your podcast is going to be in the show notes. Let's go. Thank you. Hey, everyone.
1: This is Samir Kumar Saha, your host in the podcast, The Experience Business. Guys, you know that customer experience has a direct impact on revenue, but A great customer experience requires a deeper level of personalization, which is not achieved by the inbound marketing used by the enterprise B2B companies selling their high-end products or the services. And the real reason is that it is not personalized for the specific business accounts. And account-based marketing in the enterprise B2B is addressing that because account-based marketing is enabling B2B marketers to carry out personalized marketing campaigns for the prospects. Still, many ABM programs fail. And we know that, we, I mean, we all know that there is no one-size-fits-all ABM program. But still, there is a huge confusion. Many businesses fail to choose the right type of ABM strategies for themselves. So in today's podcast, we are going to discuss with Kim Mary Rukit uh, on the strategies to select the right ABM. Welcome, Kim, first of all.
2: Uh, hey, hi, Samir. How are you?
1: Thank you so much. I'm, I'm great. How are you? Good,
2: good. Thank you for having me today.
1: Kim is an enterprise marketing leader and she is a B2B practitioner, growth strategist, and has been a marketing director of various enterprise companies like Oracle, Pivotal Software, SDL Web Content Management as a senior marketing director serving in the countries like North America, Middle East and Japan. So she's a very senior leader in the marketing domain. And today we are going to demystify what kind of ABM strategies that we need to choose. Kim, how was her experience in the previous appearance on the LinkedIn? Right, That was really funny. <laughs> you supported <laughs> really well.
2: Oh, it was hysterical, but it was fun. We had a good time. So that's all that mattered.
1: <laughs> now, honestly, speaking, that uh, honestly speaking, it was my first experience and uh, I just tried for the first time. Viewers, you won't believe that I invited Kim for the first time. We are just having just a basic conversation around marketing and ABM strategies. And I just disclosed this to Kim that uh, I I have just got a LinkedIn live uh, very recently. And I would like to be on LinkedIn. And she just motivated me to come on LinkedIn. And because of her, right, I was able to come live within five minutes. You won't believe without any preparation, no agenda. And it was all good. And Kim supported me so good.
2: Ah, thank you, Samir. Of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kim. So coming back to the topic, right, uh, for the listeners and the viewers, we all want to know that what type of ABM strategy a company should choose. Um, there are types of ABM strategies like one-to-many, one-to-few, or one-to-one. Uh, targeting various accounts. So according to you, what type of ABM strategy a company should choose?
2: Uh, thank you, Samir. So um, before I go into that, I did want to reiterate that account-based marketing, mm-hmm. often called ABM, is an organizational strategy mm-hmm. to create revenue. Okay. And it's the same as business-to-business marketing, like you talked about, B2B strategy, but it's more of a focused approach. Mm-hmm. And not as broad, like B2B can get very broad. So yeah. with that being said, there are three different approaches that I'll address, just like you talked about, the one-to-one, the one-to-few, and the one-to-many. Yeah. And how do you decide what's right for your business? How, yes. what's right for you? So one to, the one-to-one approach, I always start with that one because um, most people, when they start, depending on this type of uh, um, business that they are, if they're an enterprise or a small to medium business, S&B, mm-hmm. uh, one-to-one is still applicable to s and um, so that's why I start with uh one-to-one. So one-to-one is an approach with existing customers that you may have. And the reason that I start with that is you pick your target accounts and they're high valued accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, with SB, sometimes they might be going to, and I just went through this with a consulting position I was just recently in, and that was a company that was established overseas in Asia and was coming into the U S market. So they didn't have any Uh, accounts to be customers in a Mm one-to-one. So we did, however, make a list of target accounts. And what the approach with that is you identify accounts that most often they're usually customers that have landed and you want to expand their footprint in the technology and Mm -hmm. add revenue and streams that come in or their contracts up. They're just high value accounts. And Relationship focus. It's high level of personalization. It, it, it's the most investment in your marketing dollars in an ABM, and uh, it's resource. It eats up a lot of resources for time and resources across your infrastructure, your team, your global team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the deals are larger, and you get more return on your investment. And then you have the one-to few, which is customers and prospects. And one-to few is, again, it's targeted accounts. It's account-based marketing. The targets that you select, though, are in groups. They're subgroups. So you might enter a market, and your industry vertical might be retail, manufacturing, financial services. could be any Mm -hmm. of them. You select your three top high ones, Mm -hmm. two or three. And then within that, the next level is you select um, five to 25 accounts per vertical. So for instance, Mm -hmm. when I worked at Oracle, we selected our top tier accounts in financial services in oh. the New York and you can go regionalize it too in the New York Metro area in Chicago had 25 in the different areas where there was financial services, And mm-hmm. with that, it's still uh, relationship building. It's still personalization. It's just a bit tad bit uh, smaller than the personalization that you do with one-to-one. Um, it is very targeted. It, it, it it's moderate marketing investment for it. So I mm-hmm. like to always bring the money in because I never know what stage people are at in B2B. I don't know what their marketing dollars are, um, or spend. And then the one to many it's oft, often referred to ABM at scale. And that's exactly what it is. You mm-hmm. scale out to prospects and net new opportunities and net new customers that you're trying to attract, engage, attract, and, um, Activate, and then, of course, uh, measure. And uh, those are, in this approach, root technology, your technology stack really plays into this. And that would be your marketing automation, uh, email marketing systems, any of your social, uh, anything that you do as ads, any of your digital marketing, that all plays a big role. It's really Mm -hmm. Mm technology-focused, more so than the one-to-one face-to-face that Mm -hmm. you would have with, Uh, campaigns marketing one-to-one
1: okay Uh. great great so uh, as far as i understand right any successful abm campaign is always balances one of the three measures that is the likelihood of a given target account buying or the resources required to acquire them as a customer and also definitely the potential roi to your business if they convert right but uh is there any size required for the team? Let's say, if in case someone chooses uh, one of these, right? How many accounts uh, in general you see in the practice, right? People should go about if they choose one to one or one to many or, or, or one to few?
2: I think there's um, one thing that an ABM practitioner has to do is really mm-hmm. assess their market and their target market. And mm. that starts with identifying their target addressable market and understanding how many they're trying to reach. And if they have an existing install base that they're trying to upsell and cross-sell,
3: mm-hmm. if
2: they have partners and prospects, because you are still, some people only have partner programs, mm-hmm. ABM, the strategy in itself is applicable across all of them. So um, there isn't one, you wouldn't do it if you only have 100 accounts because they're all one-to-one. Mm. Um, it's really when you're trying to penetrate and, and, and expand your market share and expand mm-hmm. out the business
1: and grow. So it's growth market. Did- oh. So, so uh, I mean, speaking only from the point of view, of smaller teams, uh, I mean, the startups are coming up who are targeting to enterprises. If they are, okay. let's say, only yeah. five to 10 people marketing team, I think I think the five or 10 people is still better, bigger for these people, right? What is the approach that they should have initially? Uh, they should focus on uh, one-to-many or like one-to-one?
2: So that's a great question. And um, resources is really what you have to look at. So Mm. when you decide on what approach you're going to take, whether one-to-one, one-to-few, or one-to-many, you really need to look at who is your support team in marketing. But one thing we're missing here too, as well, is how big is your sales team and how fast are you growing in the sales revenue?
3: Mm. So
2: when you select it, I know many marketers that are in SMB, and there's three of them, and what they produce is amazing, and how they interact. And you know, they'll have a marketing operations person and somebody who does product marketing and content marketing, or a writer, mm. and then they're actually doing all the other things, including event and field, and um, and they are doing ABM. It's just another bucket, you know, something else on that bucket. And um, with that being said, I think when you interlock with sales, you really determine. Your resources, and if you're an SMB, you start out with a pilot
3: because
2: mm. you to see if it's going to work, and then prove yourself to to the executives and the leadership team and sales that it's successful. And you're able, and usually with that, you're bringing in revenue. They give you more more uh, team members. Mm. Mm. So they re- definitely can utilize the approach in any of them. You know, if they're trying to build their business, they can do more on the one to many and mm. to
3: use the technology to, mm. to extend
1: out. Know, you know, when the people come to me saying that, uh, "How, Samir, how should we go about uh, account-based marketing? And yes, the, this is the first question I ask, that how many people that you have in your team? And uh, I know that there are so many technology stacks available to find the data, intent, customer, there's so many tech stack available in the market. And... Uh, if the team is small, I say that blindly, I say that, okay, you have the LinkedIn. And I think if you are small, even a one founder, uh, LinkedIn can be the best platform to leverage the account-based marketing to start with. Yes.
3: That, can be,
1: yes. Uh, uh, that, that, that could be just a one person creating a content and then uh, targeting using the sales navigator by filtering the accounts and then going ahead.
2: Yeah. So one thing people have to remember it is personalized. There is personalization. And that's very important with account-based marketing. That separates out with B2B, whereas you craft the message and you push it out. Whereas with account-based marketing, you devise Mm -hmm. the, the messaging that you're conveying to your opportunities. Yeah by a committee of people within mm-hmm. and understanding the accounts that you're targeting and their pain points and you're coming up with a solution.
1: Yeah. Right. right. The way you choose the ICP, ideal customer profile, it's not going to be the same for one to many, one to few or one to one. So what's the basic criteria that you think for each type of ABM, at least the top two, three criteria if you can share with us, you know, for each type of accounts that people should consider will be great. All right.
2: So again, to set the level field on that, you know the ideal customer profile is mm-hmm. who are you selling to and with that being said there's a there's a baseline mm-hmm. that goes across one to one one to few one to many and that's you know the firmographics and the segmentation yeah. you know the annual revenue the company size geographics, all that stuff um but the top two to three criteria is like with one to one you know um it already fits the criteria but there's buying signals mm-hmm. um it's, there's buying signals for expansion, whereas maybe your products and services have new features and functionalities, and there's an opportunity to upsell and cross-sell mm. those accounts, or there's a buying signal because um, buyer intent, maybe you have data, insight data, that they're looking at competitive technology and their contracts coming up, and you're looking for them to renew with you and not churn so you can keep the residual revenue. Um, With one-to-few, they too fit the ideal customer profile, but it also will include brands that are often referred to as logos Mm -hmm. that will offer strategic value. So with one-to-few, there are customers and prospects, I mentioned it, but maybe they're not that high, high value of a Mm -hmm. one-to-one. And they're large strategic accounts, they're critical to the business, and even with an s it's the same. When you have that ideal customer profile, it's, you know, what's the revenue? What are you trying to achieve? And what what will your partnership be with them?
1: Mm-hmm. And um, you already, and- I think, the mentioned also in, when you were giving the introduction about one-to-one, right? You already said that it's always best to start with uh, one-to-one when you already have the existing customer to look for, like, how best we can s- sell the other products or the services within the same account by nurturing them about uh, about this about the new things that you are coming up with right.
2: Yes. And and also the um another thing with the one-to-one is that you want to make sure that when because it's an existing customer and upsell and cross-sell, mm-hmm. you also want to at some point become your goal, you know, your global brand advocate. Yeah. You want it to be your customer reference. And that's mm-hmm. another thing. And there's really no monetary dollar to put on that. But market value is unbelievable because people buy from refer you know you when you go to a restaurant you look on your phone it goes by reviews and what people say about your business or or
1: or whatnot so you want to make sure that you have that as well
3: mhm mhm
1: yes you just mentioned about the buying intent many people get wrong in actually choosing or identifying the buying intent for the account so mostly there's a confusion among the people that mql is actually the buying intent <laughs> What is that the people making wrong identifying the right buying intent for an account?
2: That's a great question because I think you'll see MQLs in the marketing world in the next three to five years definitely fade out. Marketing yeah. leads was really based off of lead scoring, based off of actions taken, download, um, watch the video, went mm-hmm. to the site, read a blog and and known or unknown right because we tra- there are tools out there that we track all that stuff mm-hmm. and um that is one of the confusion about the actions that a prospect or a customer takes whether mm-hmm. it's on your website or in person or goes to an event um just because they're there there's confusion on that because they may not fit the the ideal customer profile and they may not be anything but somebody that's looking for a job
3: mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And then another common error is that um, they're not investing in buyer intent data tools like ZoomInfo and Bambora. And I know SMBs can't do that um, because of the cost structure to it, but ZoomInfo now has an SMB. But also you can use Sales Navigator and see the buying. You can follow people and and read the news and do market research and understand what the person is doing that's coming to your site and if they are of value once you identify um, them. And then marketers, they just have, um, they're not able to interp- interpret the data analytics and, 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 and the action that it's taking, right? Because once these tools are there, the analytics tools, that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, there's tons and tons of data and how does it extrapolate and then pull it all together into one view mm-hmm. of what has actually happened? And a lot of times that data is skewed or, or inaccurate. Um, so that's another thing. So that's why it's even more important that, Sales and marketing are always interlocked on mm. what identifies the best account and what actions do they take that they, the hands is raised and it's flipped over to sales that this is an account you identified and somebody in these 10 people in the buying center actually um, took action and at least called them and identify whether it's an SDR or if it's a, you know, a direct account right.
3: Mm. Mm. Uh,
2: it's, it's a very tight model. With mm. sales and identifying the accounts. So, with one to one, you know who those are, whether you choose five accounts, 25 accounts, mm-hmm. one to two. Um, again, it's 150 accounts, prospect.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you work with them. But with the one to many, mm-hmm. that's where the problems occur, or that's where you decide they're not and you put them back to nurture or into mm-hmm. another. Because that one is where you, if you you decide on the one-to-many approach, you really need to tightly identify what is going to bring that customer on the journey and bring them over to sales. And sales will accept them as an opportunity and and convert them to an opportunity.
1: Hmm. What you're saying is that there's no point jumping immediately and rather pause and take a step back and see that what is actually the right intent of the customer and if they're ready or not. The tight alignment between the sales and marketing is required, as you already mentioned. What are the top areas where sales and marketing teams should collaborate in each type of ABM?
2: Well, sales and marketing should always be collaborating,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: regardless of the level of the ABM. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not marketing to the masses. Mm -hmm. The accounts that we identify Mm
3: -hmm.
2: or should be identifying are actually the, the sales account list that mm. they come to the company and it, whether you have two salespeople or 10 or 100 or whatever, mm-hmm. they have an assigned account list. Mm. And they need to tier those account lists, tier one, tier two, tier three. And then you decide, and from those, you mm-hmm. decide if you choose an ABM one-on-one campaign approach, then you need to determine which of those accounts will be in that pool. If you choose mm-hmm. to do one to few and mm-hmm. customers and prospects, then you need to decide on that too. And I think if you really tie it in that and working together, those are the areas that they have to work together and identify. Mm-hmm. And, and sales needs to also be engaged with the ideal customer profile. You know, mm-hmm. what is the ideal customer? What are the pain points that they see in the market that, that would identify that? Yes, this, what are the yes signals? What are the check marks
3: mm-hmm. that,
2: that sales says? Yes. If this, this, and this, then these are the opportunities should come over to that lead, that prospect.
1: Okay. Okay. So in that case, now, what should be the key marketing tactics uh, used by Uh, these ABM types? That's
2: perfect. So um, one-to-one is really personalized and and it's relationship building and it's one-on-one and -hmm. and there's a committee of people involved. It's face-to-face meetings. It's online and offline. It's executive relationships. It's, you know, direct mail, custom content, uh, landing mm. pages that are account, uh, logoed. Um, it's, it could be anything of many things, but it's really focused and targeted and messaging and newsletter and, and everything, branding on it. And, everything. and then with one to few approach, it's email marketing as well, direct marketing webinars, custom content too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which includes like videos, webinars, po- podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, website personalization, events. With one-to-one approach though, also, that's when you, um, years ago, I did an event with SunGuard Availability Services up in Pennsylvania. And what I did was I bought a hundred tickets to the zoo mm-hmm. and I gave it out so that the every, on my buying committee, Mm -hmm. I gave it out to them and they all received, I said, how, you know, how many in your family, how many tickets you want? And I mailed it. Mm. So I gave them a day, an Oracle day at the zoo. Mm -hmm. And when they got there, they got all little packages and, and then they all went in, but it was a family day. Like they didn't have to do anything with, with Oracle, but they, they got the swag, they, they got free tickets and they got a free day out with the family.
1: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I remember that in one of the professional groups of marketers, right? One guy asking a question that he was trying to create a dedicated landing page for a particular account so that all the resources uh, will talk about only that particular company. And that was a good strategy. How common do you see this kind of strategy being used by the companies? Oh, in the see, enterprises? I
2: see, I see it it it's it, it, it it's IT constraining, but I will tell you there is tools that are out there and I do see it. That's that's a great segue. I do see a lot of it. People making portals, you know, portal pages Uh like. And yes, I see that a lot more, and I see that up and coming for the next phase of B two B marketing. I mean,
3: Mm.
1: it is going to be really resource intensive, hundred separate accounts, and uh, for each separate accounts, right, having a dedicated website or sub websites, and then resources going to be huge. Yeah, that is huge.
2: That's why you have a dedicated AVM. One to one you have to really define that, and that's a great segue because that's one of the things when you decide on how you're going to move forward with account-based marketing uh, is for the resources, and then the wish list and the can wish, you know the can do list, right? Because there's a wish list, and sales wants everything, mm. and marketing is here to provide everything to them because mm. we all are part of the revenue pool.
1: Um,
2: but yeah, it's it's that's one that's really smart about the resource.
1: Yeah, so we can always come up with a new idea to try out, which others are not trying in the market.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, all right, Kim. So I have a next question, which is about metrics. So, what are the common metrics should we careful about in ABM, and which one we should choose for every kind of ABM?
2: Well all of them have you have to have metrics for all of them and mm, um, yeah. and they all really it's average deal size, it's ROI, it's win rate, it's um, you know the sales cycle, the length of the sales cycle. if it's a customer, it's probably shorter um, retention rate, you know and then, and then of course the net promoter score on how well you do in the customer satisfaction. okay and um, when you look at your accounts, it really goes back to really doing research on your accounts and determining what's their account value, right? What is the revenue value, the annual hmm. contract value that'll come in? Some people call it ACB. Hmm. Uh, with those accounts, like what it, what, what is your hopes? You know, what, what did you determine to be the dollars? It's, it's a whole model to it, but those are the areas that you want to look at. Contract value, win rate, the sales cycle.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think the pipeline growth is something just common across all. What I don't see, especially in the one too many, is uh, the rate at which the deals are closed.
2: The one rate, you've already closed them, you're, mm-hmm. it's a new, it's a new close, it's a new deal. So mm-hmm. you're expanding that revenue stream. So there's two pieces: is that you want to um, continue your existing revenue stream, and then of course expand the dollars on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with what you were talking about pipeline, um, so. That would be determined right off the bat. Um, and, and you should have a baseline. If you don't, you're going to have to start working with sales and say, well, what do you, you know, what do you tell the sales leadership team? How, how, mm. What do you When you have five accounts and they're fifty thousand dollars each, how, how much are they going to come in at? What's your drop-off rate or close rate? What's your win rate, lose rate? Why do you lose? All stuff like that. With the, When you drop down into prospects or customers and prospects, you're going to mm-hmm. see um, a higher turnover of uh, and a longer sales cycle only mm-hmm. because you are paying attention, you are personalizing, and they they fit your ideal customer profile. However, again, they're net new. You're starting from the front, branding, awareness, and bringing them through the customer journey and through the pipeline. So mm-hmm. to get them to take a- action and take interest in, um raise their hands and you know, signal that they're ready to buy or they need more information. I think those, the second ladder two is a longer sales cycle.
3: Mm, but then
2: mm. and if it's one-on-one or if it's the customers that are one-to-few, if the higher the sales deal, the more complex the sales deal, the longer the sales cycle. Mm. But the objective of account-based marketing is to shrink the time and the length of the sales cycle. Mm. Did I answer your question?
1: That I was just thinking, you know, yes, you're right. It gets complex for each type of ABM strategy. And sometimes, you know, people tend to use one metric from other. What you said is completely right. And pipeline growth is anyway old metrics. Uh, you already made it a point that the MQL strategy, right, is going to diminish in the near future. So anyway, those metrics cannot be counted, at least in this ABM strategy. Okay. Do you think that people should also use inbound still or like the enterprises should leave inbound marketing
2: Oh, no, I think they should absolutely use it in parallel with account-based marketing. I believe mm-hmm. they're, they're an overlay. They work very well together. Inbound marketing is people coming to you, and you still need to have content marketing. You still need to have the awareness and the SEO and the marketing and the blogs and the events and the search engine optimization. That's inbound marketing. That's somebody doing mm. a search engine. You still have to and, and, and you still have to utilize paid search because when somebody does a search in Google, you want to make sure they land on your page. Mm -hmm. And the reason being that it's not going to go away is because you don't know. When you start in business, you think, you know, all your customers and all the industries and all the verticals, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the market defines where you should be. And you may come in and have an opportunity to be somewhere else. And you won't know if you didn't have inbound. So it's inexpensive. Um, It's mostly digital marketing Mm -hmm. with a few field events. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you do digital marketing, there are many account-based marketing platforms out there that do ads and target ads and search engine optimization. There's marketing tools in the stack that can help. Mm. So yeah, inbound marketing is here to stay.
1: Inbound is not going to go away. I, I I think Sangram, in one of the conferences, talked about all bound, like mix of, ABM and, uh, inbound marketing, all wrong.
2: right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because account-based marketing is outbound. Mm. You know, you're, you're reaching out, you're building the relationship, everyone's engaged. So yeah, that's great. I like that.
1: Yeah. So I guess, you know, you made a very great point, Kim, and it was a great conversation and having you in the show.
2: Uh, thank you. I just want to leave off. Thank you so much for all the potential ABM practitioners out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really, there's tons of resources out. I do want to recommend the ABM is B two B, why B two B marketing and sales is broken and how to fix it. It's a book that Sangram, since you just
1: mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. This book is really amazing.
2: Yeah, so I, that's a book that I that I prefer. So I definitely recommend that to anybody who wants to dive deep. He's got models. He goes through his, um, the whole framework of team and um, definitely take a look at it. It's on Amazon.
1: Yes. The book name is ABM is B2B by
0: Sangram Vajvi.
1: But thank you so much, Kim.
2: And thank you for having me and you have a nice evening.
0: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player.